0: We've talked about the time that you forgot how to brush your teeth when you were running on days without sleep. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: yes, we have. This was, uh, I believe I was on day three. I was on which is which is the longest I've ever gone. and yeah, I
0: hope so. That's way too long.
1: Oh, it is completely it, it was it was I was on day three, and I'm pretty sure I was on day three, and it was, and remains to this day one of the most incredible things I've ever experienced. It was (laughs) unbelievable. It was like something I'd never imagined could happen. Uh, it was a taste of, it was a taste of, of dementia. It was a taste of insanity. It was a taste of completely losing touch with neural pathways, which I knew existed, but yet could not fucking access.
0: Yeah. I was
1: at once there and yet absent, uh, yeah, I, it, it just, I, I became an empty shell for a few moments. It was fucking incredible.
0: You might actually, you know, have a lot in common with some of the people that I'm about to, to tell you about today, mm. given that description. Now, have you ever, other than that particular incident, have you ever done anything else, like stupid or dangerous or just kind of silly when sleep deprived? Certainly you've had a lot of chances lately. Oh,
1: God. um, Not, um, not... Uh we've talked about intrusive thoughts and i i i mm, i still mm. i still i still get those i still get the call of the void you know right yeah um but not not specifically i haven't done anything specifically dangerous while sleep deprived no um i've i've hallucinated uh and i've lo you know i've i've lost whatever the fuck i was doing um but i've never but i've never kind of you know done done anything intentionally fucking ridiculous
0: yeah totally well i've been pretty sleepless lately I know uh, I know and, and thankfully I haven't done anything you know particularly crazy or horrendous mm. or anything like that too mostly when I get really tired I just sort of like stand in the kitchen and disassociate yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like forget who I am where I am what's going on lose time just lose ch- chunks and chunks of time but yeah. not doing anything just like staring at a wall that's yeah. kind of what happens when that's how I, I start I most sleep.
1: days actually that is I, I wake up uh, shower, come in, and then I'll sit on the corner of my bed and just look at the carpet for, like, 40 seconds. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then just <laughs> go about, <laughs> shake myself down and go Very about the day. familiar
0: yeah. with that process, absolutely. I mean, it is a regular part of my days to dissociate a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it just gets more intense. It's like a treat. When... I haven't been sleeping. A treat. <laughs> so my brain just is like and power down.
1: <laughs> One just sock on. You.
0: Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Don't the radio's on.
1: You're not listening to it. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it's also it's that experience of like when you're reading a book and you read like a page and then you're like, I ah, I didn't read that. Yes. And you go oh back yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Get Completely. to the next page. You're like, still didn't read it. Yeah. No idea what's going Completely. on. That's a that's a part of my day to day life, but even more so when I haven't been sleeping super well. So that's been, mm. that's been me a lot lately. But some people get sleepy and they do some absolutely batshit things, mm. especially if they're under the influence of a little drug called Ambien. Okay, great. Now, Ambien is a brand name of the drug Zolpidem. That's the generic name for it. And it's a sedative hypnotic drug that slows activity in the brain in order to put you to sleep.
1: Listen, I'm, I'm reasonably sure that it's, if not the same drug, then very, very closely related to the short course I got from the dark Zopoclone a few weeks back. Um, it's a family known as the Z drugs.
0: Okay, Zopaclone.
1: Zopaclone, Z-O-P-I-C-L-O-N-E, Zopaclone.
0: It is a hypnosedative drug commonly yeah. used to treat insomnia. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but yeah, it's the same class mm-hmm. of drug, absolutely. So you're familiar mm-hmm. with uh, exactly what I'm talking about here. Yes. As a side note on um, Zolpidem, If you look it up on the website Medline Plus, which tells you about various medications and, you know, gives you the rundown on side effects, what they consist of, what they are, all of that. Yeah. Um, Before you can read information, just general information about Zolpidem, you're presented with a big red box with this warning. Zolpidem may cause serious or possibly life-threatening sleep behaviors. Some people who took Zolpidem got out of bed and drove their cars, prepared and ate food, had sex, made phone calls, sleepwalked, or were involved in other activities while wow. not fully awake. Wow. After they woke up, these people were unable to remember what they had done. Wild. Tell your doctor if you've ever had an unusual sleep behavior while t- taking zolpidem. Be sure that your family or caregiver are aware that these symptoms are serious and Wild. call your doctor if they occur. Stop taking zolpidem and call your doctor right away if you find out that you have been driving or anything else unusual while you were sleeping. Yeah. You find out you were driving. Can you yeah. imagine someone yeah. telling you this? Incredible. So, a little daunting. My, my dad used to take Ambien... And he would call me and we'd like have these long conversations. And the next day he would like scold me for not having called him. Yeah. And I'd be like, like, what are you talking about? We were, we had like a long chat and he would ask me what time it was. And if it was after eight, he'd just go. "Uh." (laughs)
1: Yeah, that was, that was the ambient.
0: Yeah. He um, just completely forgot anything he said, did or experienced after but I, he I, can,
1: I can well believe that you could drive because driving is, is almost like a motor function, isn't right, it? After like a, a muscle while.
0: Memory, like we've all we've
1: know. all had that experience where you, you get to a destination and you don't remember having driven there. Yeah, you like just how know did I get
0: that, here? Yeah.
1: Uh you just know that you've driven there. And I, I can well believe yes. that you can do that with your higher functions disengaged.
0: Totally. Yeah. Oh I and I hate that feeling too. Sometimes when I get somewhere and I've kind of zoned it out because, like, if I drive to the gym, I drive to the gym four days a week or whatever. Mm. I will get there and I'll be like, I did stop at lights. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> like,
0: and I know I did, but, yeah, you just kind of, you zone it out. So 100% um, in, you could probably do that, well, mostly asleep.
1: Uh, Zoppa clone, at least, and, and I'm certain Ambient does as well, it has a lot of recreational uh, applications as well. Um, a good <laughs> friend of mine, when I was at uni, remains a good friend now, had, like, an open prescription uh, for Zopa clone for sleep issues and many's the time where we would... Because if you take them and, and push through and stay awake,
0: then yeah, you're in that.
1: funky town. You know what I mean?
0: So plenty <laughs> sure of times are, we've, cause we've done that. Because it's a sedative hypnotic. Yes. So it gives people all kinds of like, you know, you see visions, things can start wobbling yeah, around yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. imagine things and all that stuff, which I suppose could be fun. But for a lot of people... Is terrible. If if you're doing it on purpose, if you know
1: what you're doing and you're actively trying to bring those 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 symptoms on, on, then, yeah, you're fine.
0: So Healthline asked readers to submit some of the weirdest things they'd done under the influence of Ambien. (laughs) And uh, answers ranged from drove to the store and bought whipped cream. Killed a guy. (laughs) Having an hours long imagined conversation with 80s French Canadian cartoon character David the Gnome. All right. uh, to raiding the neighbor's freezer for ice cream.
1: yeah,
0: uh, To actually digging a hole in their septum, thinking there were spiders in it. Hole in the nose, trying to get spiders out.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Horrifying. Okay. That, took a, <laughs> so, that took a fucking shit. When turn. it's not super fun. <laughs> that... oh. <laughs> in
1: 2018,
0: Roseanne Barr, the titular character of the show Roseanne, Ugh. and at the time its reboot tweeted out a series of wild tweets filled with conspiracy theories about George Soros and the Clintons. And I remember that, yeah. Including, yeah, a racist comparison of black advisor to Barack Obama, Valerie Jarrett, to an ape.
1: Oh, fucking hell, Roseanne. Yeah. Did she blame Louv- it on... <laughs> Don't blame me. We've
0: ended up <laughs> costing her her entire show, which they renamed The Connors it uh, continued going Uh And for her part She blamed it on the eh, 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 Ambien
1: Don't blame it on the sunshine
0: <laughs> it's Like Krusty the clown uh, On Perkadant yeah. <laughs> yeah she claimed That the tweets had been made while she was Asleep and under the influence of uh, the drug Ambien <laughs> The company responsible for manufacturing Ambien in the United States tweeted that Racism is not a known side effect <laughs> I of remember that product. too yeah But it is worth noting that on their website, they point out that it can cause erratic and unexpected thoughts. Mm. That's not actually a defense of Roseanne, though she has said the same kind of shit in the middle of the day enough times that she can be pretty reliably reliably categorized as a racist conspiracy theorist asshole. Yep. But she's not the only one to use Ambien to explain some very bad behavior. In fact, it's been blamed enough that there are names for the phenomenon. The Ambien strategy or the zombie defense nice now according to dr john winkelman ambien causes sedation and what we might call delirium but it's not getting you fully to sleep people seem to do things that they would ordinarily do but they're in an altered state Mm. some folks claim to be doing things though that they'd never do in their day to day
1: that's that's the sleepwalking state isn't it that's that's where you're able to you know with your eyes open and you're able to you know maintain some kind of conversation and you're able to look around and right you're ambulatory but you are not there
0: you're not yeah you're not aware of this at all you know so you're in some sort of in-between state Mm. of of sleep and awake um and uh sometimes it really is just a case of doing a normal thing but doing so badly uh, and with deadly consequences, like in 2009, when a woman in Fresno uh, killed the mother of 11 children while driving under the influence of Ambien. Oh, no. Yeah. And just two days earlier, a man in New York was also acquitted after killing a man while driving in his sleep.
1: Oh, was the the first lady acquitted, too?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were both acquitted because of the, the Ambien. Um, other people make the terrible mistake of ignoring the explicit warnings not to drink alcohol while on Ambien, which can lead to absolutely devastating consequences. For example, a flight attendant named Julie Ann Branson downed six glasses of wine while on Ambien, then drove her Mercedes into a mother and her two children, leaving an 18-month-old with serious injuries.
1: Surely to fuck, you're you not going to use the Ambien defense to get off that.
0: Uh, I think what happened here was that she had drank the wine while on the ambient. Oh, my God. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. And this shit can be accidental, too. In 2013, Carrie Kennedy, who was the daughter of the late Bobby Kennedy, Mm. uh, was seen driving erratically on the interstate before crashing her car, in which she was then found slumped over the steering wheel. According to Kennedy, her Ambien and her thyroid medication were in similar bottles next to each other on her counter. She took what she thought were her thyroid meds that morning, hopped in the car, and headed for the gym. And that's all she remembers before the Ambien blackout. Next thing she knew, she was, you know, being taken into custody, slumped over the steering wheel of her car. So, one Reddit user described using Ambien as trying to race the side effects to sleep. Mm-hmm. If you can fall asleep before they hit, you can probably settle in for an uneventful night's sleep. But if you don't get there in time, things can get real wild. Having popped the Ambien in the morning, unsuspectingly, before starting her day, Carrie Kennedy obviously didn't get a chance to try to beat the meds to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully, no one was hurt in her case. In general, most of the truly dangerous Ambien incidents that land in front of the courts involve driving. Um, and there's sexual assault is a big part of it, too. But driving is kind of the number one thing that gets people into legal trouble with Ambien. And it's really not clear how many people are actually driving in that hypnotic haze and how many are just using the defense of to course. try to skirt charges for regular old DUIs. Right. Because it's yeah. not like yeah, 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 most yeah. of the time they're not testing you for Of course. drugs, And when, when there's a
1: precedent, are. then...
0: Yeah, so you, you know, so people don't always get off for this, but there's plenty of people who have as well. Um, Others have taken it one further and blame Ambien for full-on homicides. In 2009, Andrew McClay was charged with murdering a close friend he called his soulmate in his apartment in Littleton, Colorado. Quote, when Andrew asked a sheriff deputy if his friend was okay, the question was so odd given the circumstances that the deputy had to ask who? Nicole Burns, McClay replied. Burns' body was lying on the floor of McClay's apartment, where the deputy had just arrested him. She was in rigor mortis, her battered head lying next to a hammer in a pool of blood. McClay's confusion about Burns' death was no act. He was under the influence of a cocktail of ambient sleeping pills and other drugs and whiskey, his attorney says. So McClay had taken five ambient pills, uh-huh. Um, along with drinking the whiskey and around 15 Aleve, which I don't know that that would have made like a big difference because Aleve is just like a regular like yep. ibuprofen or things yep. like that. Um, but the whiskey and Ambien would definitely shove you right off a mental cliff. That's for sure. Um, and McClay had been in trouble with the law for assault before. And it appeared that that night he actually was likely trying to end his own life, I not see. Nicole's. He'd emailed his aunt, I'm sorry, I love you, come get my fish. And that adds up with the alcohol and the odd cocktail of pills, like taking 15 Aleve and five Ambien. Like, you're not going to have a good time doing no, that. No. So he was probably trying to end his life. Um, and that aligns with that idea that you do things you are going to do anyway. But it goes awry because you're off the tits on the <laughs> off your tits on this drug. Right. Like he had violence in him. He'd assaulted someone before he was going to end his own life. He just hadn't intended to aim it at her that night. And she came home from work. They both worked at Red Lobster. And, you know, when he was kind of talking about this, uh, when he briefly spoke after being arrested, he said, like, she came home from work and she seemed weird. Yeah. And that's a thing that people sort of talk about often, like they suspect weird motives in other people. Other people seem to be doing weird shit. And so he acted violently, likely in response to thinking something weird was going on with Nicole. So just a terrible sort of like tragic mix of circumstances, you know, that wasn't what he intended to happen there. I mean, it would have been also tragic had he taken his own life, but you know he also ended up killing someone
1: that that condition for want of a better word that zone of being between sleep and wakefulness mm-hmm. of being subject to your fucking you know your lizard brain right. of being at, at, at the whim of your instincts without any higher functions to kind of temper your behavior is goddamn fascinating isn't it
0: it absolutely is and you know I think the thing about this is what I keep going back to that guy saying, you know, you would do things you would normally do. Right. Um, and I think in general, like you or I probably would never, no matter what bash someone's head in with a hammer, because it's not what our, what our responses to things are. Right. You know, like the violent reaction has to be sort of latent in you. Yeah. yeah, Then when things take over, that's what happens. Like in the case of, Prince Adams of Memphis, Tennessee in 2006. He had a dream that his girlfriend, Nikki Flowers, was cheating on him and proceeded to stab her 27 times with a pocket knife, killing her. Mm. And again, while there's no way to conclusively say this is the case, it seems like he probably at bare minimum had anger issues. And if he had found out in real life that his girlfriend was cheating on him, he probably would have done something fucked up, if not necessarily kill her. Right? And so... I think that's what's so interesting about this. Like you said, it's like all the barriers when you're in that sleeping, waking thing. And, and they compare it in one of the articles I read basically to like alcohol, right? A lot of times, you know, alcohol doesn't change your personality. No, of course. You don't do it just things that brings like... brings
1: down.
0: Yeah. It's like your everything that would have stopped and, yeah, yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. from doing stuff is now out the window. And that is kind of, they don't know why this happens specifically with Ambien. Or with like this kind of drug, I should say. Your what do you call it? Z drugs or yeah, Z drugs. Yeah, or Z drugs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, ah. that, I like that I translated it in my brain. Like I didn't even. I know that was great. That was before. great. <laughs> um, but yeah, that these things they just kind of take down these walls, and they don't know why this happens. But then people do these kinds of things.
1: I think that. There, are, I think that there, there are people having propensity to 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 find themselves in that zone. I mean, I'm not for a second suggesting that it's inherited, but I know my dad sleepwalks. He's plenty of mm-hmm. many's the time, many's the time. As a kid, we'd be woken up by my dad, but dong dong clattering down the fucking stairs, having fallen down the stairs on a walk. I. I'm somnambulatory, and you know full well that my son Owen is he's he's wandered it's, in while well, we've been recording plenty yet. of time yeah um
0: yeah. why would hey, you think this is not inherited well uh,
1: <laughs> clearly it is yeah <laughs> um but i i again i'm not a doctor and I, right. and I can't work out the mechanism by which it would be passed down how, right. how, yeah. how could how a, a tendency to sleepwalk a, like, be genetic right, yeah. yeah but but something is obviously being being passed down, and are you ready for a classic Joag overshare?
0: Oh, please do!
1: I'm a sleep pisser, mate. I will, I will <laughs> walk around in my sleep, particularly after I've had a few, and I will piss in the strangest places. Um, my my good friends know this, and now so do all of our listeners. Uh, Laura came downstairs once when we lived in South Wales uh, to find me stood in the living room pissing over the TV.
0: Oh, this was in one of my stories I was—I almost included this And it was like someone, like one of the people on Ambien Reported having peed on the TV I was like, uh, on the TV?
1: That, that was me, uh, who knows, who knows um,
0: Incredible
1: Yes, so You know, I I, incredible. I I i can totally relate To being given or being Susceptible to slipping into that Zone between sleep and wakefulness, right. Where you're up and you're doing shit The most outlandish shit <laughs> uh but yeah to to those observing from the waking realm it's yeah. not proper
0: well, it's just it's not proper at all no. i imagine probably in your head it wasn't the tv it was the toilet you know Possibly. like and that's the thing is all these things are just like people <laughs> that i remember one of our friends did that in our house when we lived in oregon he like drank like two bottles of wine And then woke up in the middle of the night and my friend Jerry looked over and he was peeing in the corner of the room. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's not, not John. (laughs) That's not
1: where you do that. Yeah.
0: But, and like, that's, it's like these routines, like everyone's had that feeling. That's why kids wet the bed or whatever. Like you have to go and maybe you don't wake Mm -hmm. up or you, or you dream that you're peeing or whatever, you know? Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, that wasn't (laughs) the bathroom. (laughs) It's the TV uh, or the bed or whatever the case may be. Um, and that lines up with all of this stuff you know like someone like me probably like uh, Carrie Kennedy right there I drive all the time you know I have a routine I do so it makes perfect sense to like All right, I have now it's time for me to go do the thing that I do every day I drive to the gym Uh so people just kind of going about their day to day routines but with nothing stopping them from fucking it up greatly so, you know, as a general rule, be careful about the drugs you take. And yes. if the bottle says don't fucking mix it with anything, don't mix it with anything. Because that's where most of the worst incidents come from, is mixing drugs and alcohol. Uh, and, you know, whether you're having murder dreams or joyriding erratically to the gym or digging imaginary spiders from your septum, it's probably not worth it.
1: Has anyone, I wonder... Or maybe they have, and and the reason that, that the results have never, you know, become notorious is because they were shit. But has anyone <laughs> tried to harness that zone for creative purposes, I wonder? Has anyone tried to put themselves there?
0: Oh, I'm sure.
1: For the sake of art?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like probably a lot of people do, don't you think?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 you put it like that.
0: <laughs> like, I bet that that's the case. Much like, in fact, I was reading a bunch of stuff earlier that was talking about this. People who feel like they create better stuff when they're drunk, you know, mm. I just like I just have like a clarity or things like that. I'm like able to put things down and block things out or whatever. And it all just comes out on the page. I'm sure there's plenty of people who are like when I'm in this haze or whatever, I just go. And, you know, if you harness it just right. Yes, like You yes. and your friend taking this stuff and trying to have like cool hallucinations and not stab your girlfriend hallucinations. <gasps> Yeah. You know, I'm sure I'm sure there are people who are doing that.
1: I shall uh look into this further and report back on Let's another episode of Jack of All Graves.
0: The only podcast
1: that matters. <laughs> uh hey, there are millions of podcasts. Maybe this is the only one that was talking about uh getting drunk and pissing on the TV. It's
0: probably someone who did that last night. <laughs>
1: well, it wasn't me. <laughs> Let me quote directly from my notes, if I may.
0: Yes, please do.
1: Fucking look at these nerds. Oh, mise-en-scene.
0: I don't think anyone has ever said mise-en-scene in such a horny way before. The way I whispered
1: the word sex cannibal recently.
0: Worst comes to worst, Mark. I'm willing to guillotine you for science.
1: Thank you. That's really, really sweet. It's you cold know. outside, but my pancreas is talking to me. I'm <laughs> fucking, I'm gonna leg it.
0: You know how I feel about that, Mark.
1: I think you feel great about it. Uh, you, look, you know I hate talking about the cast on the cast, but we've been a fucking shapeless mess this week, and I think we should be ashamed oh of ourselves. God, seriously. Uh, I think we should publicly, right now, address this in front of all our, of our listeners, and we should apologise.
0: little self-flagellation. Absolutely.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? I am not having this, and I'm... <laughs> Right. I'm not having it. I'm not going to be that cast who every other week is going, sorry, we're late. (laughs) Pricks. Right. I'm not.
0: It's asshole behavior. If there's anything we don't stand for here at Jack of all Graves, it is asshole behavior. Fuck
1: off. If you're going to be if you're going to be a dickhead, you may as well not bother. That's just that's just a
0: take your dick and go home.
1: Pack it away. Tuck (laughs) it in. Go piss on someone else's TV. Right. Uh, That's it. So, yes, it, we've been super unprofessional. Well, not, 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 uh, no, I'm going to roll back on that. We haven't been super unprofessional, It's Just life, life, life uh, gets in the way. Um, it's true. That's
0: been March. March has been a weird fucking month, man.
1: So you're going to get them. You're going to get weird months. And, and you're, you're right. It has those. been a weird month. Um, yeah. Mother's Day and uh, illness was our excuse this time, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that pretty much defines uh, a lot of what's been happening this month. Not Mother's Day, but illness in general, lack of sleep. Yeah, um, just like it's just been like a weird month. The vibes were off, man. Uh, oh yeah, March did hoping... March failed
1: that vibe check.
0: It <laughs> failed the vibe check, and we're waiting on a vibe shift for for April, which I can't believe is about to happen.
1: Oh, uh, I'm here. I love it though. I'm I'm. Again, I'm super into the sun at the moment. I'm super into getting a little bit of that, little bit of that, a little bit of that vitamin D. (laughs) Yeah,
0: uh, I have not experienced much of that yet since the it's like the time changed over and I immediately got sick. And so I've not been able to really experience the the beauty of these Mm. later evenings, Um, although I've been sitting in bed watching the snow fall outside of my window, which is really nice. That does Um, sound beautiful. It is. It's really lovely. And and I just got a PS5. Oh. So, you know, Ooh. that <laughs> helps the experience. So you're going to be seeing a great deal of sunlight then? <laughs> no, I'm over sunlight. It's me and Witchwood for the foreseeable future. One we'll time. talk about that in a minute. I want to say one of the silver linings of this sickly time in my life and of this weird march has been Piranha with the gang. Oh, wasn't it fun? Which was also a gigantic mess, but I think turned out wonderfully.
1: Yeah. um, Talk about a testimony to the resilience Mm. of our fucking people, of our crew, of our fucking, our hardcore of (laughs) watch-along attendees. Even though, fucking hell, my unprofessionalism this month knows no bounds. Absolutely, (laughs) fuck the watch-along (laughs) right up the arse frankly was what i was trying not to say Um, the film wasn't available in the states uh the time was all fucked up and yet still yet still our people came out in numbers greater than ever before we had the biggest crowd ever for a watch along and it was it was it just reminds me why we do them because they were fucking fun as fuck
0: Yeah, if you're not joining in on our watch alongs, you're really missing out, and you're very welcome there because we have a great time. Oh, you're so welcome, mate. You're so
1: welcome. I swear to God, we'll be all over you if you join one of our watch alongs. We'll be on (laughs) you like a fucking pack of dogs, mate.
0: Yes, which one of my favorite things is when someone is new to the chat, and obviously people have usernames instead of like their actual names, and it becomes their names in the chat. For example, Ryan, uh, our dear friend Ryan Clark, her username is rye in wonderland so yeah. it's r-y-i-n so people just start calling her ryan, ryan with an i and it helps distinguish from the it fact does. that we have a canadian ryan who is a boy uh in the chat <laughs> or when uh your brother joined into the chat and his username was welsh Louie and <laughs> the crowd began to cheer Louie upon his arrival Pretty nice. um it's just delightful. So yeah, if you're if you're wondering, everyone will greet you with a warm shout of your name, mm-hmm. which is a, a thing that has been adopted from the Dead and Lovely Scream and Chats, a, mm-hmm. a tradition uh they've been doing for years. And uh you will be embraced with open arms.
1: You will. You'll be made <laughs> super welcome. Thrice blessed. And it's it's uh it's 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 almost shown me a new way of experiencing films. Mm-hmm. A new way of experiencing a movie. Uh yeah. Because God knows, I couldn't sit in a room with twenty other people and watch a film while fucking conversing and talking no. all manner of shite over the film. But yet, somehow, when it's happening, when it's unfolding before you in text, while you've got a film on above your eyes, it's really fun as fuck. So yeah, yeah. I love it.
0: I still pay very little attention to the movie, but it's it's different. It's not as overwhelming as twenty well, people talking over it. If I'm
1: watching Piranha, I'm not gonna be. I'm I'm gonna be <clears throat> half of my attention is gonna be on my phone anyway. Yeah so you may as well <laughs> it's a really
0: good point you're not missing a whole heck of a lot no. uh, so yeah we watched the OG Piranha it was delightful uh, and we are very glad as always that you's joined us because it was a blast and yep. you're all great funny laugh. motherfuckers great bunch great of lads all you. of you I and I've said this before but it's always wonderful the text that I get from you throughout this just like oh these people are so great I love them so much like literally it's the true. whole time it's just a love fest on, on everybody <laughs> Also, uh, our dear friends who listen to this podcast on the reg and have chosen to support us on the Ko-Fi. Yeah. You get to choose the next video rant for Mark. The time has time. It's time, it's time,
1: it's time. I'll get a post up tomorrow morning for you to to rally you all into hitting me with your suggestions. Um, Video rant so far has been characterized by wild tonal shift from the absurd to the super serious. (laughs) <laughs> um, so uh, I'm I'm in your hands You've got me in the palm of your hands uh, The wheel of justice will spin And the wheel of justice cares nothing for me It cares nothing for my my wants, my whims It doesn't care it, It's all about you It's all about what you want it to do So if you've supported us up to now on uh, A25 or below Then please, above. tomorrow Or above, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump on to <laughs> Ko-Fi tomorrow You'll get the notification when I post Give me your choice for April's Marco's Video Rant, and I could not be happier to be on that ride with you.
0: Yeah, I'm loving it so far. And honestly, you know, the way that you described Dogville actually made it seem like something I might at least be interested in watching. I'm not going to go so far as to say enjoy watching, but it does seem interesting in a way that as we talked about it before you recorded this, I was like, oh, pass. No, thank you.
1: Look, I'm not going to half-ass it, and like I fessed up on the the video this month <laughs> when I realised what I was in for. I thought, right, if I were a weaker man, I would have read the fucking cliffs notes and bullshitted <laughs> my way through it. Right. I would have done a Mills from seven and just got the fucking Canterbury Tales, you know, study you guide. Um, but no, I'm not. I'm not about that life. I'm not about that. No, uh, you know, I'm in. I'm I'm 100% authentic. I'm in. Uh, so yeah, you, you get the chance to leverage that knowledge (laughs) that I'm going to fucking sit there and watch wherever you pick. Uh, uh, you know, if you like me, you can make it fun. If you don't, you can make it horrible. I'm going to do it anyway.
0: Just like the idea that there's like vindictive people who've been hate listening to this podcast and also paying money for the opportunity. (laughs) To yeah. just make you suffer if you're for two to, fuck, to three hours. If you're hours. out there,
1: then you can do that. You can you can give me a Definitely. really uncomfortable... You could suggest... Oh, God, you could suggest anything. You suggest... Uh, <laughs> Is there an to,
0: Ed Sheeran concert movie? <laughs> <laughs> that, oh my that's going no, to be on. the next suggestion. Yeah, that would be rough. I don't know if that <laughs> counts. <laughs> hey, I believe you've said anything. Yeah, so. okay. And I
1: mean it. But look, hey, it's that time of the fucking month. Yes. So, yeah. Marcus Radio so. Rants, please go ahead and suggest
0: go ahead and suggest. Um yeah, that's all the the catch up I think we have to play right there. Yeah.
1: I think so. I've I mean I've, I've watched a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's uh,
0: been a, a pretty good watch week actually.
1: Yeah, it has. Um let me please start by talking about Maniac. Um
0: so you watch the OG Maniac, yeah? I
1: watched the original Maniac from 1980. I want to say or is it was in 1979. It's one of the other. Um isn't it wonderful? Isn't it wonderful being alive in 2022?
0: Isn't, uh,
1: it? isn't mm. it? Isn't it? We do it? a
0: whole podcast about how that's not necessarily <laughs> true, but from sure, Mike, let's follow that that. From a thought.
1: certain angle, right? It is wonderful being sure. alive in 2022. Yes. Whereby, you know, movies that 30 years ago would be on Mary Whitehouse's fucking list of video nasties that you'd have <laughs> to you know, engage in the black market, you'd have to fucking send off, uh, through a small ad for a video dub, you'd have to break the law, you'd have to watch a copy of a copy of a copy of a fucking grainy-ass movie on Betamax or whatever. Now, there's a fucking 4K remaster of every goddamn... Right. <laughs> grimy ass grindhouse, uh, you know, sweaty horror classic that you could ever choose to watch. And I'd never seen Maniac before. Um, so Can from- I
0: request, by the way that next week for yes. either cold open or for our closing thought topic, whatever you give a history rundown of video nasties. Cause oh, I think it's to. time that yeah, we I'd actually get into that. I, yeah. you know, I've seen censor, I know vague things that I've read okay. about it, but I would love to really delve into it next week.
1: Yeah, you got it. Okay. Uh, Perfect. Right now. That'll be our opening topic next week.
0: Awesome. Can't wait to hear
1: Um, And as far as Maniacs concerned, you know, if there could be a film that was more my fucking jam, it was fucking brilliant. Absolutely loved every second of it. Every overwrought, every theatrical, every fucking meaty, sweaty, grimy, perverted, creepy (laughs) synth soundtrack second of it. What a great movie. Um, You know... Some fantastic practical effects. One of the all-time great exploding heads from the maestro Tom Savini. Um, Yes. Tom Savini blowing up his own head. He has a cameo in the movie as one of our titular maniac's victims uh, Uh and takes a point-blank shotgun shell through through a windscreen to the head and has a wonderful meat-filled exploding head right up there with, you know, scanners and whatnot. Um, See,
0: I'd like to... I would like to watch it when I haven't yet because I did, I watched about 15, 20 minutes of the remake and yeah. noped out real fast. But I think that's different. Like the Tom Savini, old school, that era gore. Yeah. I feel like I could I could sit through that. Oh, you could. Level of camp and all that kind of stuff where the new one is just like way too...
1: It's odd. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, they go for realism, and, don't they, in, in the remake. Yeah, they
0: go for realism. It's um, visceral. It feels... Gross and mean spirited, and it just oh, it did not work for me. But I could do campy,
1: yeah, over the top gore. It's as misogynistic, uh, <laughs> but it's it's as pantomime misogynistic as you right. could possibly hope for. Maniac from nineteen eighty is by no means an authentic study of mental illness. It is not right. Uh, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it's pantomime horror. Which hey, for uh, an unsuspecting consumer. Uh, in 1980, I dare say would have fucking shocked you to your core. 2022, right. we look through it at a different with a different lens. Yeah, uh, and it's nothing but entertaining. Really, really, really good shit.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to actually sit down and check that one out and uh, and get on top of it because it really does have kind of polarizing. Oh yeah. Um, responses to it as yeah. well, you know. Um, so I don't know what I would think of it, but it seems worthwhile to yeah, at least I mean, it's... try it out.
1: It's look. It isn't just a curio. It's it's a valid piece of film in its own right. It, it's you know it's mindful of Abel Ferrara. Uh, you know again, if you want a, a really nice kind of proto look at prosthetic uh, effects and gore, really nice stuff there. Performances are all over the place, wildly over the top. Of uh, a, a wonderful <laughs> kind of cold, clinical synth soundtrack. It's great. There's loads to recommend about Maniac.
0: beautiful Mm. i'll have to check that one out i also recommended a movie to you this week because you were sitting in that uh netflix paralysis or whatever where you're like i know kind of what i feel like watching but i don't know what i want to watch uh and so you told me you wanted something creepy and gory and so i recommended rent a pal yes
1: thank you and hey (laughs) maybe i'm over maybe i'm over a little something maybe i've gotten past the the Uh, This little phase that we had of me never, ever watching your recommendations because I went and watched (laughs) Rent the Pal and I was very pleasantly surprised. It was, uh, again, a get the impression, quite a thriftily made. Yeah. uh, Psychological thriller. uh, Again, I think we're set in the 80s of a guy, Mm -hmm. uh, a carer, living carer for his mother in the kind of late stages of dementia. Uh, A guy struggling to meet people who um, uses the services of a video dating agency. Were these things real? Did these things exist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you not have them there? Not so much, I don't think.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. No, that was definitely a thing here.
1: So you would go to an agency and get a videotape full of, uh, you know, to-camera sales pictures, I guess, from other eager singletons. Uh, This guy, you know, employs the services of one of these. And instead ends up with a videotape called rent a pal where <laughs> is it supernatural? What is it? Who knows? Is it maybe all in the guy's head? Who knows? Right. But, uh, Wesley fucking crusher, uh, will Wheaton, <laughs> uh, is on the other end of this tape is, is the guy in the camera and the guy has conversations with this tape, forms a relationship with the guy in this tape, uh, which then goes awry when our protagonist then, uh, finds a relationship of his own, um, Really interesting. Really, really uh, tense. Very creepy. Yes. Um, beautifully performed. Earnestly intended. Really cool film. Enjoyed the, the hell out of it. Rent a pal. You'll, you'll like.
0: Yeah, it's a really, yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't what I expected when I no. got into it. And when you said you wanted something creepy, I was like, I I was scrolling through, you know, my diary on Letterboxd and I was like, what's creepy? What's creepy? I scrolled way back and then my review for Rent-A-Pal had simply said, dread, dread, dread. And yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, Mark, watch that. He's going to get his creepiness. He's going to get anxiety and tension. He's going to get it's, uh, some gore. He uses
1: a... a, a... It's by no means the first time I've seen that gimmick of having what ought to be a one-way conversation with a a pre-record on a screen, but with different context, the lines mm-hmm. come in a different order, the conversation takes a different turn. It's a really fun gimmick and really clever when it's employed, you know, as as well as it was in Rent a Pal. Really cool. Um, reminded me a lot of uh, Blink, that wonderful episode of Doctor Who.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> I thought you meant Blink like the movie. I was like,
1: no, how Blink do you the wonderful figure... episode of Doctor Who. Uh, where that, that self-same conceit is used to yeah. similar creepy effect.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, so Recommend, Very rent cool. a pal. Check yep. it out. Yep, yep, yep. Time. Um, I watched uh, Girl on the Third Floor okay. this week. Oh, is that... That's
1: CM um, <laughs> Punk. Yes. CM Punk.
0: CM Punk, um, which <laughs> I was doing kind of a little bit of Netflix paralysis, but... They so I always complain, you remember when Netflix first started, you yes. had like very specific recommendations. Yes. Um, and so it was like, Oh, I've watched these kinds of movies and lighthearted now it's going to crime away. thriller. <laughs> but like it was always even more specific yeah, than yeah, that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like it would like like a lot of times mine would have to do with I really liked movies that had to do with like coming of age set at a camp. In New England in the 90s, you know, like yeah. it would be something like that. That was just like, OK, here are all the movies like that. And since they got rid of that and it's just like, whatever, you're mm-hmm. like, I'm just scrolling through the same like 10 movies in different formats on yep, this list. Yep, yep, yep. But what they did add that I liked is a 90-minute movies category. Oh, and, so, and most of them are horror because mm. horror tends to be pretty efficient. Um, and so I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, there's a bunch of these. And there were some that looked genuinely good that I was like, oh, I could watch that. I could watch that. I could watch that. Is that CM Punk? Yes. <laughs> and During his like, wilderness yep, years where he,
1: was, he went through a period where he was just trying any old shit.
0: Um, he, <laughs> right. his
1: mma career died on its ass he he had his fucking ass kicked twice uh, <laughs> and he, he was done with mma he wrote comics for a little bit he did some acting for a little mm. bit um i
0: respect that oh so do um, i hey yeah try it all you know CM Punk's maybe something'll stick yeah and you never know like maybe you find your passion that way yeah um and so i watched girl on the third floor and basically this is um the classic setup of like a haunted housey kind of story where it's like oh this these people something uh in their past uh, fucked them up and they decide that they're going to change their lives by moving somewhere else and they move into a house that um has a very sordid and violent past behind it mm-hmm. um and i had this feeling watching this movie that i was like if you took if you made this completely humorless this would be an a24 movie and everyone would raise <laughs> <that>. like <laughs> straight up i'm like it like all of the parts are there mm. um But it's like kind of over the top, like, uh, you know, when CM Punk is by himself through like a good chunk of this movie um, as sort of like he's the soon to be dad who has come to this place ahead of his pregnant wife to sort of set up it because it's a fixer upper with a lot of shit wrong with it. Um, You know, it's one of those things where he talks to himself a lot more than a person by themselves really. should. I don't remember rating it
1: particularly highly.
0: gave like a 2.5 which i think for you was like "Eh, that's fine (laughs) yeah yeah. yeah. so So i gave it a three which i would say is pretty equivalent Mm. um you know so it's a little over the top in the acting and things like that but i actually kind of appreciated the over the topness of this movie Mm. um and i thought it had kind of an interesting ghost story behind it um i mean the conceit of this whole thing is kind of a random girl shows up and like seduces him immediately. Um, And he's like, okay. And things of course go awry from there. Um, But it gets to a point in this movie where you think it has ended. Right. And then there's the third act starts (laughs) and you're like, Oh, what's going on? And shit gets really weird uh, from there. And I just thought, I was like, this is kind of, this is fun. I'm not mad at what this movie is. You know, it's shot well for what it is. It's clearly low budget. Um, you know, the script is not the greatest thing that I've ever read. It's predictable, I mean, read, seen. Mm. Um, It's it's predictable at parts and things like that. But I think it's a serviceable, fun, slightly different take on a supernatural haunted house story. And I love a haunted house. It's so rare that you get Good haunted house movies, you know. Yeah, everything's house kind of been said, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, there's so few things that are done differently in one. So to have something, I mean, this gets gross. Like mm, the gore in this makes me. Ugh. I keep thinking about like there's like things that get under his skin in it, and he starts trying to cut them out, and like oh, it gets it gets gross. <laughs> so you know, and the effects are good too. So it does a lot of things well. I don't know that I'd call it a good movie, but it does a lot of things well. Cool. And it's nice to have a a decent entry into haunted house that isn't the same thing you've watched a million times.
1: Nice, yeah. Which is which to me sounds like a recommendation. Um,
0: Yeah, go uh, ahead. It's on Netflix. It's a ninety-minute movie.
1: What I did, I had the rare treat this week of seeing Jurassic Park. Right. Always a delight. with, With people who'd never seen it before. What? Yes. So, and you're what, not
0: talking about your children?
1: No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about my fucking in laws, weirdly. Um, wow. So after wow. Mother's Day was out of the way, uh, oh, Jurassic Park's on. So we put Jurassic Park. Oh, we've never seen this. Jurassic Park from the beginning with people who'd never seen it before. What oh, a treat. Oh, that's amazing. Fucking I've never even hell. thought
0: of that as a thing that could happen. Yeah.
1: Like, an absolute treat. Incredible. Just. I, I, I've spoken on Joag before of watching Jaws with the boys for the first time. Yeah. And that's uh, a
0: fairly normal thing, you know, you watch Jaws for the first time with people, a lot of people miss that. Nobody yes. missed Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it was a comparable experience seeing Jurassic Park. With the, the jumps were at the right time, the oohs, the ahs, just, <laughs> yeah, it had them in the palm of its hand, uh, and it had me in awe. It was so nice to see it again, end to end, from opening credits to end credits, Just, uh, just to... All right, fuck it. Let's let's see if Jurassic Park still has still has it, you know, and it really does. Absolutely does. Um to the point where if I were it's I think Jurassic Park is to blame for me not ever writing or making anything of any note because if you're not going to make something as good as Jurassic Park, then why bother? And you're not What are gonna, you doing? Yeah.
0: What are you doing out there?
1: If I was You are a, no
0: CM punk, sir.
1: Ex- exactly this. <laughs> If I was ever an agent, a commissioning agent or, or anything in a studio role, my first question to anyone pitching me a movie is, son, is it gonna be as good as Jurassic Park? If not, turn the fuck around and get out of my office. <laughs> Nothing would ever get made again. If it's
0: Yeah, you it would be really hard to get anything made. But it is water. a good thing to ask oneself, I suppose. Am it I is. at Jurassic Park level? Maybe yeah. back to the drawing board.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um You're either you're <laughs> either gonna be you're either gonna be at Jurassic Park level or you should just not bother because I don't know For a while it felt as though films ought to stop because of Jurassic Park because it is that fucking good.
0: It's a great movie. It holds up impeccably. And like you said, I think, you know, the thing about it is I see pieces of it all the time, you know. Mm. If it's on, like, yeah, sure. Or I'll I'll even put it on in the background while I'm doing things. But on the rare occasion that I actually do, just like sit and watch it start to finish. It's such just a joy all the way through. Oh, it's wonderful. It's a perfectly made movie.
1: How it folds the characters in, how you introduce everyone, how you meet people. Mm -hmm. You meet people very separately. It gives you a separate introduction to all of the cast members uh, in their native environment. You know what I mean? Uh, It takes the time and teaches you a little something about genetics. You know, Mm -hmm. you learn a little something on the way. Uh, and then the last kind of third is just full on dinosaur mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> Sets all the pieces up and then ping topples them all down. Such an yeah, absolute masterpiece. Brilliant. Three stars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would literally come through that screen, grab you like the fucking girl from the room. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I kid. Uh, four and a half, four and a half. Uh,
0: okay, fair enough. Yes. I, so it was a really good week.
1: Lots of, lots of good stuff. Yeah,
0: I watched another dinosaur masterpiece this week, actually.
1: Uh, did you watch Velocipastor?
0: I did watch okay. the Velocipaster, and it is great. I cannot believe <laughs> yes. how great that movie is. Here's why Velocipastor works. There are a lot of stupid, you know, horror comedy type things out there. Low budget horror comedies. And yeah. I love that those exist. People should make them, you know. I enjoyed watching Llamageddon and things like that. Just... Yeah. Terribly made, whatever. But it's how people get practice at stuff. People go on to do yes, cool things after that. And you know, it's without
1: piranha, you don't get remnants.
0: Right <laughs> <laughs> there, you go. Um, but Velocipaster works because it is a very stupid premise. This uh, pastor, or a, he's he's not he's a priest, um, but he ends up like you know, his parents are killed. Um, they're murdered. And he doesn't know who did this or why or whatever. He ends up like going on some sort of journey to find himself or whatever. And uh, long story short, he ends up being able to morph into a velociraptor. Wonderful. Um, and, and it's not a velociraptor; it's like a terrible T. Rex suit. Okay. Um, oh, God. so he let's say he morphs into a dinosaur. Um, and mayhem ensues. He ends up. Befriending this um prostitute, and they go and sort of journey on like a revenge journey and like then sort of cleaning up the city and dealing with the mob and like this ninja posse and all this stuff in there. Okay. All the stuff that's elements of a really dumb movie that, you know, a group of guys sitting around getting high comes up with.
1: Sure.
0: What makes Velocipaster work so well is that. The filmmaker and the, the guy who made it, like, wrote, directed, edited, <laughs> shot it, I think. Like, he Amazing. did all the roles. He clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah. So okay. the shots are great. The editing is great. Yeah. There are these, like, bits okay. of it that are, like, very artsy for, like, you know. And, and it's funny that there are these artsy bits in it, you know. Like, the there's, like, a sex scene or whatever. But it's made, like, this weird artsy music video in it.
1: So... My, my, my barrier then to enjoying Velocipasta, if the guy making it is an auteur, mm-hmm. you've just described a fucking auteur who knows his way around cinematography and editing and direction. So why is he making Velocipasta then? Why is he not doing something I worthwhile? think it's an
0: in, you know, okay, okay, uh, okay, and okay. I think like, I think he is doing other things now. Yeah. Um, but it's like. You know, and maybe he's not a writer either, but also the writing is stupid in kind of a great way as yeah, well. Like, yeah. And the thing is, it's well acted, too, but in a bad way, yeah. a bad acting that is very much on purpose. Everything about it is just put together in a way that looks like they know what they're doing, which I... most bad ah. movies are not.
1: Ah. I, I'm I'm trying I'm I'm having trouble verbalizing why I have a problem with that. Why make a bad film on purpose? Who's that for? Who benefits from that?
0: Because it's so much If you're much capable fun. of
1: making something, all right, okay. That's
0: the thing. It was it's a bad movie because it's silly. It's not a bad movie in terms of its quality, yeah. and it was enjoyable okay, to see, watch I see, I see, I see, from yeah. start to finish. That's the thing. It's like watching like Kung Pao or something like sure. that, right? Like that's not a high quality it's not made to be a good movie
1: yeah
0: but it's very funny (laughs) (laughs) like it's a very funny movie that's what this is doing it's taking the like things of like a bad movie and turning it into something that is very funny and part of the funniness about it comes from the quality of it um and so i'm sure this guy will go on to make really good things because clearly like I said he knows what he's doing Mm. Um, and I wasn't prepared for that we watch a lot of terrible movies in the scream and chat with dead and lovely and you know most of the time it really is it's like non-actors non-whatevers nobody really knows what they're doing there's long pauses but to make something that somehow is so silly that comes across like like yeah it's just very natural like, somehow these over-the-top actors are acting in a way that's natural. And it's okay. the editing. It's the cuts. It's all that stuff that works. Okay. So, Pastor, I get why. I'd heard so many great things about it. And I was like, okay, sure. And I was shocked that it was actually a really fun time. I'm not saying you necessarily will like it, Mark. I think you might have too many of those hang-ups to enjoy it. Yep. <laughs> but if you are used to too watching repressed. kind of, like, you're too repressed. <laughs> But if you are the kind of person who enjoys, like, kind of a schlocky bad film, but then wants to see one that's actually well made, Velocipaster, what everyone's saying about it is 100% correct. It is so much fun. I also. Yes. Watched Dark Man.
1: Oh, Sorry. fine. Is it your first time? No. Oh, okay, no, great. No, it's
0: not. But i have been a long time. Um, you know, I went through. A phase where I watched like everything Liam Neeson was in, um, mm. in like 2009, you know, when Netflix still had discs and I was just getting yeah. whatever it was. And so I watched Dark Man like three times, um, oh. at that point. But it's that was probably the last time that I had seen it. Uh, and it is, oh, ever so wonderful to I, <laughs> revisit Dark Man. I
1: adore that film. I fucking yeah. absolutely adore it. Um, and it's, it's one of those fascinating kind of fossils of movies it's got dna that you can trace all the way right now into the modern marvel cinematic universe you know what i mean totally without dark man you don't get raimi, spider-man it, it, it was 100 percent a warm-up for spider-man uh in do you the want same way explain
0: ways. it for those who do uh, not dark man dark it's man. it's
1: just when sam raimi was breaking into the mainstream uh, hmm. and you've got a young, vivacious, full of life, eight foot tall Irish fucking behemoth <laughs> Liam Neeson. Which I uh, think
0: this is the last movie he attempted an American accent in.
1: Yeah, to some success. I think he yeah, sounds he all does, right.
0: he does all right. I mean, he'll always have a Liam Neeson accent. He doesn't sound like he's from anywhere, but it is yeah. mostly not Irish.
1: But he's such a presence, isn't he? He's such a fucking mm. physical specimen in this film. Yeah. Uh a early in your career, Francis McDormand as his love interest. You've got Larry Drake as the fucking villain, mob boss. Uh, Doctor Giggles on fine form. He's fantastic. All of Sam Raimi's you know uh, usual cast of characters. Ted mm-hmm. Raimi in there. You got Bruce Campbell cameo. Um, uh, surely to fuck everyone's seen Darkman, but if you haven't, the the he's a scientist. He's a dermatologist. A fucking uh, uh, pushing the science of skin transplants. And he and his uh, assistant develop a synthetic skin with the idea that it can be used to successfully heal and cover uh, horrific, uh, you know, burn victims, burn victims who are beyond skin grafts and transplants. Um, And they're so close to perfecting the skin when uh, his partner ends up in some corporate espionage. Uh, She falls, you know, a, a very sensitive document falls into her hands and... In an attempt to recover this document, uh, a a, a group of assassins performs a hit on Liam Neeson's lab, thinking him dead, but instead he's just horrifically burned and goes underground, horrifically burned, horrific disfiguring burns over the the vast majority of his body, and he is forced to retreat to the shadows, trying his best to perfect his synthetic skin, uh, which he works on and is able to make disguises from it, is able to photograph his would-be assassins and make perfect disguises and mask himself uh, as his, uh, which he then uses to play mind games in it as he seeks his revenge. But the gimmick, the fantastic gimmick is that this skin could only last for like a, an hour or two, is it 90 minutes or something in the sunlight uh, before it melts away, revealing him as the, the hor- horrifically scarred, uh, you know, mess that he is. Uh, and he, he goes insane. He loses his sanity and becomes this fucking, uh, you know, praying from the darkness in always in disguise, uh, twisted by a need for vengeance, unable to feel physical pain. And it didn't, you know, this is this is this isn't the Sam Raimi of the quick and the dead. This isn't the Sam Raimi of, you know, uh, the, you know, Oz, the great and powerful. No, 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 no. This is the <laughs> Sam Raimi of crime wave. Uh, this is the Sam Raimi of evil dead. Um, this is unhinged shit and the fact that yes, yeah. it's utterly unhinged uh, just pure adventure, action, sci-fi, mayhem um, and, and a classic, just a, 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 a film that I fucking love with every ounce of my DNA it is a banger uh, I'm so glad that you saw it this week what did, you, what did you take away from it? what
0: did I take away from
1: it? yeah, what, you, what have you learned from Darkman? man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> i didn't know i was supposed to come here with a moral of the story <laughs> well, <you are. laughs> no but i i uh as i had before maybe even more so i really i really enjoyed it it's such a delightful wild ride and perhaps in my mm. uh, sick delirium even more of a a joy yeah. to to watch as well you know i think it really it is very because it's 1990 right yes 1990 one or the other yeah yeah and it is very much made in that transition from the 80s to the 90s yeah completely you know, completely it's, it's, it's in that zone where time. yeah
1: no one quite knew what superhero films right. were
0: <laughs> it's oh. in such a moment you know. but
1: this you forget how close to mainstream that film came there was a fucking video game for fuck's sake oh wow yeah 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 was there was a, a, a c64 and i think amiga video game There was a video game adaptation of dark man it was huge wow Something as batshit and, you know, as quintessentially Sam Raimi as Darkman was very, it went very mainstream.
0: Yeah. Sam Raimi is such an interesting director that way. He he? Like that there will always be this sense that he's some sort of underground cult figure while having made some enormous films. But the tone and the... Just the all-out ballsiness of Sam yeah. Raimi's film yeah. mark him as something that you just you would not. I mean, and James Gunn, I feel also. You know, who we've talked about hundred percent. It takes up that legacy of just yes. these are little indie director type people who yeah. are making huge, huge films. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, in, that was. Oh, go ahead.
1: Uh, those the two examples that we mentioned there, him and James Gunn. Some of the other of their time horror directors, and I'm thinking of people like David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. And I I was wondering if they ever did get huge budget mainstream uh, versions of their early vision, and he did, didn't he? I mean, his his fly was very mainstream. Well, yeah,
0: that's a, that's a good point. I was gonna say I I don't think, but that's like a weird case where it's like, yeah, that was very mainstream. You know, thirty five years ago but not but not at all he compromised
1: out, but... he didn't compromise yeah. you know his his uh you know his 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 tropes I guess he didn't compromise mm-hmm. them at all they were all fully in play in that film and yeah. it was huge it launched Gina Davis it probably put Jeff Goldblum on the map
0: yeah but it's interesting to see how that it was huge and means not yeah in mainstream and in, in its own way and all that um but I feel like if you reflect on Cronenberg's career it doesn't have that same trajectory of like, and no, then he exactly, was kind the keys exactly, to major exactly. franchises and yeah. made stuff that everyone you know watches mm-hmm. or anything like that. Any Cronenberg, like, you've seen The Fly probably just about anybody. Other Cronenberg films, you were seeking them out. You didn't, you know, it wasn't because yeah, it or, was on USA. Or you, know?
1: you saw them without realizing you were watching one. He, he, he. Whereas I have no doubt that when I watch Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness In a few weeks time I'll be able to just Even if you didn't know that was going to be a (laughs) Sam Raimi film There will be a couple of shots where you think Oh yeah okay Whereas you could watch Eastern Promises And have no idea that that was the guy who made Dead Ringers
0: Yeah that's a really good point
1: Huge commercial success But Departed from What made him Him I guess spot on yeah and i i I live in hope that one day he'll come back like peter jackson (laughs) peter jackson's another one
0: yeah right (laughs) that's Uh, the thing is there a point where they're just too far gone yeah (laughs) they're they're done with what i mean i have that with uh steven spielberg you know made some of my absolute favorite films of all time do you think he's ever coming back i don't think he's coming back (laughs) <laughs> like after Ready Player One, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that, I don't think he has in him whatever that magic was. And I have not seen West Side Story, but that's not a Steven Spielberg movie, you know? That's a, that's a Broadway musical and a remake. I don't know that we're ever going to see that.
1: I remember, again. Uh, I remember seeing bits of him in Tintin.
0: Oh, I have not seen that.
1: Tintin in, Tintin is is quintessentially Spielberg in parts. You you really feel it.
0: That was still wasn't that like fifteen twenty years ago.
1: Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> it does it yeah. motors
1: though, and it also had stellar writers. Tintin was written mm. by some absolute fucking legend.
0: Yeah, I think you know when I think of Spielberg and the things that I love about his movies. Mm it always has to do with the people and the writing and the characters like his styles and all that kind of stuff he knows how to make a movie that works but it's something about the way he his direction when it comes to people Mm. in the movies you know people talking over each other people's little witticisms people's like people acting like real people
1: yeah
0: um and those kinds of stories that that facilitate that kind of thing that that require that of him i feel like those aren't the stories he's really telling anymore and
1: that was super evident in jurassic park uh, right yeah you know um <laughs> hammond's speech about the flea circus mm-hmm. uh, we have a t-rex It's, it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> all very relatable and very human and very kind mm-hmm. of small character moments in these huge stories
0: yeah yeah definitely i mean kids act like kids yes he doesn't he doesn't that's another thing that i think is always important is that kids act like kids they don't act like little adults and they don't act like like little dopes like in most things like they have very genuine kid reactions to things and, and talk like children do if they're sometimes kids are crass um you know sometimes kids are really funny things like that but he really just seems to understand the dynamics of how humans interact with each other and I just don't feel like oh just the stuff that he's making now really lends to that but I would love to is I would it love is to it see an age
1: thing people. then is it is it an age thing is it a money thing is he is he I always
0: wonder like do you become so insulated from real people that you stop being able to do it anymore or do you burrow into your interests so deeply that you don't do it anymore like now he's got all the the money and everything in the world to make stuff and if he just wants to make pictures about World War II forever he can keep doing that like you mm. know like do you just lose touch with the kinds of things that you were initially making I don't know mm. I have no idea
1: because there is nothing I would love more and please as as well as you know me you must believe me there is nothing I would love more than with all of their money and all of their fame and all of their prowess and all of their skill and all of their technology, for James Cameron or Peter Jackson or Spielberg just to challenge themselves, mm-hmm. to not you know to to cut to limit their budgets, and right. to try and get in touch with something that made us love them in the first place.
0: Totally.
1: You know, I will. I always go back to 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 brain dead and bad taste as being, just. You you the, you don't get the guy sitting here talking to you now without those films, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and watching the lovely bones was just painful. Was fucking oh god yeah oh god it was horrible. It was it was jaw hanging open. What are you doing? What have you become? Where where is that guy? Um, I want yeah. I'd I'd love I'd love to see if they're still there. I'd love to see if they still exist. If they can come back out, you know.
0: Yeah. What if you had to make the barest of bones version mm. of you know. The kinds of things that you made before, what would that look like? Yeah, not that, not that Spielberg was ever really working with bare bones, but you know, like just like what if you went back to basics? What would that look like for you?
1: You say that I mean, Duel is such a banger of a film.
0: It's so good.
1: Imagine if he'd carried on down that fucking avenue. Rarely
0: was he working with. Yes, of course, of course. You know, yeah, you,
1: you 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 never did again.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's one of those people who his his story is pretty much just like an easy upward trajectory. Yeah, very much. There's so. no no pushback on that guy's career whatsoever. But it worked for him at least. It worked for yeah, us, it seems, I should say.
1: It seemed to have worked out pretty well for everyone. Um Avatar Two trailer coming soon. I don't know if you're as excited as I am. Oh god
0: <laughs> If by as excited, like if your level is dear god why make it stop why is no, this happening no, no, no. then I'm... yes i'm right there with you
1: avatar uh is very interesting to me culturally why? artistically <laughs> considering you know it, it's still like in the top five of all time in, in terms of so gross and box office and whatever you 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 don't you don't tend to speak to anyone who likes it right do you, you don't.
0: <laughs> and it's so, like someone pointed out like a year or two ago that in um, like movies and TV shows and stuff like that, whenever they go to like a Comic-Con type thing or whatever, there's always people dressed as Navi or whatever they're called. And it's like, no one in real life does that. Nobody likes that that movie that much. I've never seen a Navi cosplay in my entire life. But it's somehow, because everyone had to see it, it became the stand-in for, like, nerd things. Like, that was the only way people could rationalize it. Nerd
1: shorthand, This has
0: made a shit ton of money. Yeah. Like, nerds must be into it, right? Yeah. No, we don't like it. It's terrible.
1: So what was it then? Why why did it make so much money? Why was it so huge? Because culturally for a while there it was fucking colossal
0: yeah for a very brief window of time though you know it did not have any staying power whatsoever because mm. the i mean the thing was when it came out it was like oh the effects in this are... is that was it
1: just 3d is that all it was
0: yeah it was like oh this is like an incredible 3d spectacle you have to see it in the movie theater you cannot watch it at home you know uh, and we're talking about a time when like streaming is barely a thing yeah, yeah, right yeah. like it's not like you had another option anyway. Like, yeah. nah, instead I'm going to, I think if that came out now, yeah, it would be, nobody would go see that. It would be like, yeah. it, just stream it to HBO Max and maybe I'll watch it, you know, like, <laughs> but it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. Um, and Korean so think, web like, rip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it just came out at like just the right moment mm. where it was like oh we're we're kind of interested 3D was like in a mode where everything had to be everything had to be IMAX 3D there was going to be these great graphics in it all that kind of stuff we were going to be blown away by it and so everybody went and saw it mm. and i have no doubt that because you know as many it's hacky now to even point out but it is the plot of fern gully it's of the plot of dance with wolves it's it's not a new plot by any stretch of the imagination. So I'm sure we're like the film snobs or whatever of this whole situation who like, we watch movies all the time. So we're like, that's
1: that's not a good movie. And
0: everyone we talk to are film snobs and we're all like, that's not a good movie. There's probably plenty of people who don't, they watch Disney movies with their kids and that's about as much movie time as they get in. And they're like, you know what? This story was a lot of fun for me.
1: So I wonder then, <laughs> How's this for a hypothesis? Mm. Uh, come with me on a little what if here, right?
0: I would love to. And this is going to be the episode, by the way. I think. I think that's where this is going.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Avatar two, right? Dies on its ass. It's James Cameron's first ever failure. Right. Right. What if that's what he needs? Ooh, to, to like go back. Oh, hang on. His his <laughs> fucking palace of hubris has crumbled when he doesn't have 3D and a weird kind of cultural zeitgeisty moment to make a fucking couple of billion dollars off this film. What if that propels him? What if Peter Jackson's next four-hour documentary fucking dies and everyone's <laughs> bored? Would that give them yeah. a little bit of a taser jolt and make them go, ah uh, time to so go to the That's back interesting because well. I
0: feel like those are two different cases. I don't think that... I think Peter Jackson makes things out of passion, um, yeah, I completely and, agree. And so, something flopping or whatever the case may be, I think, you know, he might be disappointed or whatever, but there's plenty of criticism for like the Hobbit movies that were unnecessary <laughs> and stuff like that. And but he loves them and that's what he Bad. makes. So I think like, you know, he would be like, oh, "Well, I loved making this, but anyways, moving on."
1: I think The Hobbit and... wasn't didn't come out of passion. I think The Hobbit was just a case of Money being thrown at it to well, artificially inflate yeah, it to prob- three movies,
0: but I don't. Yeah, may, maybe that's probably true. But also, he's passionate about the source material. Yes, so you know that's that's more the case. And then when he's making things like, um, uh, what's that? What's that doc? That new one called Get
1: the Beatles. Get the Beatles. Get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Get back, or an evening with the World Beatles. War. Sure, yeah, <laughs> um, it's or the that Beatles. one about <laughs> Meet the Beatles.
1: <laughs> That's what it was called. Meet, Meet the, the Beatles. Beatles. When
0: he did Meet the Beatles, and that World War One one, you know, these are just things that he's really yeah. into. James Cameron, I think, calling it, you know, his Tower of Hubris or whatever you just said, is absolutely the case. And don't tell me that, that James
1: case... Cameron is that passionate about the world of fucking. <laughs> this. What's it called? And... Pandora. That he wants to spend things, no. twenty odd years of his career in Pandora.
0: I think it's a, I think he's passionate about it and he really thinks like this is really good, you guys. Mm. This is like super good. You don't even know. <laughs> and also it's like straight hubris of just kind of like i'm too big to fail and like what and i think if it fails miserably you're not going to get a return to james cameron form you're going to get meltdowns in things you'll just never Millennials make another film killed, yeah 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 it's uh, phones and they do it understand is. it's tiktok yeah, it's phones it's the phones it's tiktok <laughs> that is at fault here right that's what we're going to get from james cameron if that series fails which i can't imagine it not failing I don't uh, I don't understand how it could work. And and I could be wrong because like I said, I think the thing is that there's an entire like center of America and stuff like that who are like, We don't get to go to the movies very often. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go, we're gonna enjoy this epic or whatever, and they are perfectly fine with it. But that said, are they gonna watch fucking ninety seven of them? <laughs> you yeah. know, like, however and many you know it's not going to be a
1: short thinking. film it's going to be no. a long film it's going to use a papyrus font again
0: <laughs> like i just it is baffling to me that that's where that hubris comes in the level of yeah i'm not just going to make a sequel to this yeah, yeah i'm yeah. going to make many and you will enjoy it and and I really do think his attitude is kind of... Because he's been in interviews where he says kinds of similar things, but I think his attitude is kind of a kid's these days attitude Yeah. if people don't... Yeah, by that. ...understand what he's doing.
1: But, again, all the more frustrating when you know what he's got in him, when you know what he's right. capable of. Right? For Cameron, for James Cameron, like, a th- he's hardly what you'd call prolific, right?
0: <laughs> no, yeah, not but at all.
1: for him... You know, even a kind of a light-hearted film that he he seemingly just tosses off is True Lies, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? That's as that's his kind of as casual a film as he's ever going to make, and it's right. fucking
0: brilliant. Yeah, I love True Lies. It's a great one.
1: That that's him on you know on a, on a casual Friday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's just what makes it so baffling to cling to a property yeah. like Avatar because it, that is the thing. It's a prolific director No. Um and he puts everything into what he's making and honestly that make like something like Titanic which you know I have a love hate relationship with. Um one of the things that you have to appreciate about that is how much he put into that. Yeah. You know, and and in the years after like using that as part of his quest to know more about the Titanic and to yeah. create technology that would Push enable us
1: forward, to
0: yeah to do ocean exploration better than we've been doing before, you know, like there's so many things like this to cling to something like avatar. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe because you're actually a little more interested in this clusterfuck than I am. And, you know, are they creating new technologies for this? Like, is he making something that well, I mean, blow what, us away? You know,
1: what avatar Two: return to Pandora doesn't have. Is that what
0: it is? It's called?
1: It is. No. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ.
1: I've, no as it is, it is now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Avatar two, back to Pandora. Uh,
0: Pantura? I don't know. <laughs> I like oh, Avatur.
1: I don't know. There it is. But um it doesn't have it doesn't have three D to buoy up it to, to you know to shore right. up its revenue.
0: Right, exactly. I'm not gonna pay eighteen dollars to go see it now.
1: No, sir. Um, <laughs> so you know, that, that's one of the big kind of draws that it's already lost.
0: Right. Timing-wise, you're looking at not having the 3D thing. Yeah. Um, you're looking at people having other options.
1: Streaming being huge. Um,
0: streaming. And then you have, like, just the general attitude people have towards going to theaters Yeah, right now. And going to theaters sucks. Like, I love going to the movies, but as we've talked about, certainly as your brother has talked about, like yeah. it people don't know how to act in them. It's a pain in the ass. And also there's a pandemic on and yeah. you know, so now we're coming into a world that's relationship with going to the cinema
1: drastically changed. I mean totally
0: different than it was in two thousand
1: nine. I'll caveat that by saying I don't have that experience that you and Alan have. I've never <laughs> I, I, I it's been a long time since I've had a really shitty experience in the cinema. Um, to me it's nice. still an unbridled joy
0: <laughs> uh, and i'm very happy that that is the case In i'm, fact, gonna, when I'm I... gonna i'm
1: gonna pay i'm gonna throw my money down to go back to pandora um...
0: <laughs> i mean i probably will i will pay to see one of them yes. well and because i have the amc pass so i'm not really okay. paying for it you know it's my i'll get my six dollars worth or whatever, off of that being one of my three, that's not even that, it'll be my dollar's worth or whatever for one of my three movies of the week. But I'm not going to see all of them <laughs> they come out. I just, then I will put them on in the background when I'm at home.
1: Well, that's the question for this week, isn't it? That's the question to, to mm. wrap it up on is what is it going to take? And will we within our lifetimes ever see that raw Fucking creativity that 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 hooked us on your your Cronenberg's, your your Jacksons, your Camerons, your Spielbergs. Raimi, carry on, mate. You crack yeah. on.
0: Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a phenomenal job.
1: <laughs> everything that I see of the guy, still, he's you know, again, not what you'd call prolific. No. Um, but he still makes stuff that is unmistakably his. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And if you have other directors, people who are listening to, who you Mm. have these feelings about, please let us know, because I'm curious if there are others that have taken this turn. Yeah, or 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 even those who have lost what made them them or
1: have not compromised.
0: Yes, who and is who have still his just
1: heart. found success, or even not, and just carried on, just plugging the fuck away. David, I mean, right. you've got it. You've Whether got you it.
0: like it or not, it's
1: David Lynch, isn't it? He's your fucking quintessential. Lynch, yeah. He will never compromise. God damn it! Doesn't matter how fucking much you dangle in front of him, or you know, he will again, not in the least bit prolific, but will just casually, like the Elephant Man, like the Straight Story, he'll just show you from time to time i'm doing this because i want to not because i have to i can be as fucking mainstream and brilliant as you would ever wish me to be um but he's just doing it because he loves it
0: and on a like more mainstream but you know just on that idea of someone who's always made the same kinds of things or whatever or stayed true to what they're making yeah i mean scorsese's effort really changes you know Excellent like he, and example, and that's not yeah. to say he has one type of movie but they are all distinctly the movies that he's yeah. always been making you know yeah. and yeah. he will go whether it is something like The Irishman which I didn't like but that's you know
1: Oh I didn't like it movie. but
0: you know but like there's certainly from, no
1: mistaking it's yeah, pedigree
0: who's that movie is you know he is all <laughs> over it Marty and, and never never compromised from hmm. you know what he started out to be so maybe it isn't age, you know, it's not inevitable. Mm,
1: great, but... great point. Great point.
0: I don't know. Tell us your thoughts, folks. We want to hear all about it. Um, and, you know, maybe next week we'll actually talk about some zoonotic diseases.
1: I, I, I love that we are never going to talk about it. We we'll keep never. threatening it's, to it's talk the, about it. Next week we'll get into video the, nasties, mate. We're not going <laughs> to.
0: Oh, yeah. It's the we've run out of time for Matt Damon of Jack of all graves. <laughs> so, uh, next week yeah zoonotic diseases um we'll get
1: there. if if you are listening james cameron we'd love to have you on
0: yeah let's have a chat about it just
1: in your own words what the fuck is it about the flora and fauna of the planet pandora <laughs> which has got you dead dedicate 25 years of your fucking career to
0: i cannot i, I can't wait to see what these movies are about
1: <laughs> what they're gonna be about two and a half hours long mate that's what they're gonna what? be but, um, hey.
0: dear friends, thank you for joining us once again on this ramble. Sorry it's late. Um, thank you I'm so much sorry. for your understanding it and all your, wow. Your tune has changed Bite in the last hour. <laughs> Mark is unapologetically who he is. He's learned something on this journey, much like Darkman. Um, I don't know, um, but hey, follow us on all the social media things. Get on our Discord, even if you've never talked yep. to us before. We will be very happy to welcome you with open arms. Yep. Join us on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram, all Jack of All Graves. Listen,
1: while Either... we've been recording, we've got a new member to uh, the Jack of yes. All Graves Facebook group. While we've been recording this, so hello, Alicia hello. Michelle. Uh, yes,
0: hello, welcome. Wherever you've welcome come to
1: our... from, we're delighted us, to have you on crew. the journey, and we love you very much. Yes, is that absolutely. creepy?
0: Absolutely. Huh? Is that creepy? Uh, if she listens to this show, she's used to you okay. saying you love people. Okay. <laughs> In a slightly creepy but very endearing way. Yeah, and sincere. Uh, and um if you're having fun and you'd like a little more content, make sure to join us on K O dot nope, K O F I dot com slash jack of all graves, dot com slash jack of all graves. Um, and I've relented, it's now Ko-Fi because that's what you always say, it, and I feel yep. like I'm correcting you when I say it the other way. So it's Ko-Fi now. Good. Join us on our Ko-Fi um, for more content.
1: Another win for Marco. <laughs> Till next time, crew.
0: Stay spooky!
1: <laughs> so you pissing on the telly? It wasn't me you <laughs>